0: Hello, my name is Michael, and this is Interfilm Recommends, a regular podcast for film club leaders to explore new and exciting titles with their clubs. Today, I'm joined by Joe, and we'll be exploring two films suitable for secondary age clubs, and they are *Hunt for the Wilderpeople* and *Sonita*. So let's kick off with *Hunt for the Wilderpeople*.
1: We don't even have a map. Where's a map? Don't need one. I know where I am. Probably couldn't even read it anyway. Why would I need to read a map? I already told you I know where I am. Reading's stupid anyway. Only people who can't read say things like that. What? No! You can't read?
0: So Hunt for the World People is a 12 certificate. We have it as 14 plus on the catalogue, and it sees a troubled teenager called Ricky Baker uh, sent to live with a new foster family in a remote location in New Zealand until a turn of events forces him to flee and try his luck living wild in the bush with his uncle, Heck. So, Joe, uh, just to get things started, so how would you describe the relationship between um, Ricky and Heck? Because they uh, spend most of the film together, they're centre of the film really how does that relationship uh, begin and how does it change
1: Het is a man of few words it's fair to say Het is the um, the figure um, played by
0: Sam Neill played by said.
1: Sam Neill indeed yeah and Ritty is um, a fairly cheeky confrontational um, presence um, he probably kind of lacks some of the, the social filters that most of us possess certainly when he first arrives so initially it's um, a fairly antagonistic relationship um, but they're brought together um, somewhat against their will, I suppose, and as the film develops, their bond really grows, and they come to realise how much they rely on one another, and how much they need one another, not just for their physical survival, but also for a deeper emotional connection, and the sense of feeling part of a family. Yeah. Um but the film never really feels forced or sentimental in that regard. I don't think. Um, without giving away the ending, there are a, cu- a couple of twists in their story which um, threaten their relationship. But ultimately, they've um, they've grown one another's respect th- um, over the course of the film. They tend to care very deeply for one another.
0: And you can hear um, if we just listen to this uh, clip. So this is a um, this is not from the film, obviously, but uh, we did an interview with uh, both. Um, Sam and Julian and uh, this is uh, just a little example of the chemistry that they have both on and off screen. Do you want to say something nice about me while you got the chance?
1: Um, Well he's a very funny man. No no check your notes. It was a great privilege to work with perhaps the finest
0: actor of our time. He, He... Wrote this, <laughs> I not <didn't
1: forget> it. <laughs> yeah, so that clip really demonstrates the chemistry that those two have, and that you know is very reflective of the the tone of their relationship throughout the film. I think
0: Julian Dennison is is the um, the actor who plays Ricky Baker, we should say. Um, would it be fair then to say that this is a story uh, on a film primarily about character? Is there any are there any other elements that we should look out for that perhaps aren't so obvious?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a character-driven piece. Um, they're fairly stocked characters in many ways, um, and, you know, written for comic purposes, but there's they're also very richly defined, and that all of the characters in the film, I think, gradually reveal layers of complexity as the film goes on. So while lots of the characters in the film are written specifically for comedic purposes, there's more subtlety to their characterisation than perhaps meets the eye. Um, I think the film's very good at hinting at backstories for some of the minor characters, like Bella, who plays Het's wife in the film, and Paula, who's um, a woman from child services, who's kind of pursuing Het and Ritty as they flee through the bush. But the cinematography in this film is what's really stunning. I think um, it was filmed on location in New Zealand, and it has that sweeping epic scope that you associate with films like *Lord of the Rings* or even something like *The Revenant*. And obviously, *Lord of the Rings* was um, filmed in New Zealand as well. And there's a very good dad about the film um, in *Hunt for the Wilder People which you should look out for. Yeah, I mean, um, I suppose it uses
0: the what what it's got really. I mean, if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna shoot there, then you use that as, as yeah, best you can.
1: Absolutely, and I think the. Photography, combined with the sounds of the forest, really helped to establish the wilderness as a character in its own right, really, who um, Heck and really interact with um, you know, as much as they would any of the human characters, and mm. it's a crucial element of the story.
0: What about themes and topics that we can look at uh, if we were watching this film with young people and um, and you're going to have a discussion with them afterwards? How? What do you think stands out in terms of the the ideas or subjects or topics you might want to develop?
1: Well, clearly, family and friendship um, are two big topics with this film particularly um generational relationships kind of odd couple relationships so if you've seen films like Up or Whale Rider it's very much in that style between the relationship uh, between a much older person and a young person um kind of brought together in in challenging circumstances and in various different ways um so it's great for that um it's packed full of film references so it's you know a great buddy movie in the vein of you know hot fuzzes and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's also fantastic for creativity because Heck and Ricky are both characters who are going through various emotional difficulties for various, you know, different reasons. Um, and they find ways of expressing that their emotions through creativity. So in Ricky's case, it's through some haikus that he writes um, that are very, very funny and kind of um, are interspersed throughout the film. And with Heck, who um, the film reveals over the course of time he's illiterate, he expresses himself through drawing. And it's really fantastic, I think, in getting across how using some kind of creative outlet can help people deal with difficult issues in some kind of small way. Um, and it's also great for anybody who's interested in comedy. There's, you know, the director, Taika YTT comes from a comedic background. That really comes across all sorts of visual dads in there as well. So it's great. One for anybody who's a fan of comedy as well, and the comic timing is fantastic. Um, So it's stacked full of great themes. Um, Loss, abandonment, obviously, you know, Ricky is a troubled kid at the start. He's been through a variety of foster homes that haven't worked out for various reasons. He's somebody who's looking for love and nurturing in his life and perhaps hasn't found it before. He uh, meets Bella and Heck, and and Het is dealing with his own losses and bereavement over the course of the film. So it's a really touching film that deals with lots of issues in a very kind of lighthearted but meaningful way.
0: Yeah. So there's any number of ways you can go with it. Then, Absolutely, really, quite a lot to yes. explore if you want to. Yeah. So as I said, um, it's
1: creativity, family, friendship comedy loss all sorts of issues
0: mm. so that's hunt for the wilder people let's move on to our uh, second film of the podcast which is sunita <laughs> sunita is uh, is actually a PG certificate, but we have it at 14+. Um, plus. Uh, you're going to have to help me out with this a little bit in terms of why that is, because I haven't seen the film and you have. So this um, is a documentary about a young uh, Afghan rapper and she's trying to make it as a star. I'm not sure if that's fair to say. And mm. she sort of criticises the society around her in her music and in her lyrics. Is that a fair summation or...? Would you add anything to that?
1: Yes, sort of. So, yes, she is an Afghan rapper, but for reasons that the film establishes fairly early on, she is living in Iran, um, separate to uh, the majority of her family. And one of the issues that she's dealing with um, is pressure from members of her family to enter into an arranged marriage. Um, And this is something that she very much takes against. Um, and one of the outlets that she uses for kind of expressing her frustration um, is rap music. So she becomes, you know, a, a bit of a local celebrity and beyond with these kind of very powerful raps and you know performance videos, um, talking about gender issues in Afghanistan and Iran and her own personal issues. Um, and the film kind of goes from there.
0: So uh, you know, I have. Uh, heard a fair bit about the film, and it does sound mm. very interesting. Um, to someone who knows a little bit less about it, maybe you know what, why should they watch it? What will they get out of it? And is it possible to describe the the style or the tone of it?
1: Well, it's um, a very intimate documentary, I suppose, about about an individual who's very comfortable and relaxed on camera. Um, for me, what film is all about is kind of opening up other worlds, and this is a great example of that. It's you know. For young people, this is a personality they will know and recognise and um, and perhaps relate to. But it's also somebody whose lifestyle is um, probably very different mm. from their own. And I think it's really great. I think documentary is particularly powerful at this at... Introducing us into those worlds of which we know nothing about.
0: So we—I uh, was going to ask about that actually. So we've got, um, and you mentioned this about learning about Afghanian, uh, Iranian culture in mm. this film throughout the narrative. Are, are there any examples you can think of that we uh, that we do learn about in the film?
1: Well, yeah, you do learn some stuff, uh, particularly around family tradition and the culture of arranged marriage and the various dialogues that go on in you know, domestic environments around that situation. Um, but the focus is very much on Sunita and her lifestyle, so it's quite an enclosed film in that sense. But that said, I think that's where film really comes into its own, because these are two countries, Afghanistan and Iran, that have a number of troubles and are represented quite negatively in the media. Um, we often only see these countries um, from certain political perspectives, mm-hmm. it's probably fair to say, on the news. Um, But what this film does is it allows us to see the stories away from the headlines and stories of everyday people leading their normal lives. And I think that in turn generates empathy and a broader cultural understanding.
0: Yeah, so it's it's about sort of, not exactly myth-busting, but putting a a human perspective on it. And also, I suppose, separating Afghanistan and Iran so that we're not just thinking of you know, the Middle East as a whole as or as a block, and we're... yes,
1: absolutely.
0: So, finally, let's um talk about the fact that it is a female protagonist at the centre and a female director as well. Um, and uh, you know, International
1: Women's Day is uh coming up as we're recording, and um, do go on to the Interfilm website. We've got various assemblies for primary and secondary audiences around that, and various other topics as well. So, there's loads of information on there.
0: How can need to be used in in relation to? um this sort of subject
1: well i think it's still fairly rare for us to see films of any sort um around this part of the world um told from a female perspective whether that's you know a female protagonist or female director or in this case both um and it really encapsulates um sunita's spirit of resistance and that kind of sense of female solidarity a bit like if anybody saw the Turkish, or the French film, I should say, Mustan, from last year, which is set in Turkey, it's very much like that, or He Named Me Malala from a couple of years ago, um, or a really fantastic film, an Iranian film called Offside, which is about a group of girls trying to gain access to um, a football match in Tehran, but they're banned because of their gender, Um So women's rights are really at the heart of this film and it captures Sunita's battle for the right to express herself and live the life the way she chooses. Um, And like Wilder People, there's that theme of creativity that's running through it as well. So she is somebody who uses, in this case, music to express herself and her emotions and make a very powerful political statement along the way. So that's everything for today. So
0: we've talked about Hunt for the People and Sunita. Uh, There's plenty of material on uh, the interfilm.org website about both films, um, including the uh, International Women's Day resources. Uh, And if you are interested in primary content, we have a new podcast episode available this week featuring Kubo and The Two Strings and Phantom Boy. So we'll be back in a few weeks' time. See you then.